today I'm going to help you set up your macros and there's going to be a little bit of maths in this so for those of you that want to projectile vomit at the thought of doing maths I am sorry but it won't be that much and if you're super super lazy you can go and find a calculator on Google and it will do a lot of the work for you but some of them can be a little bit inaccurate and I think using these ranges and recommendations that I give you in this um, podcast slash video is going to be a better way of figuring out what you need and I'm not going to be focusing on any particular goal here today I'm just using an imaginary person that is 70 kilos and is eating 2000 calories because that makes the maths <laughs> simpler for me but you can just basically take the calculations that I'm using and plug them into your own life and, and goals so that's going to be dictated obviously by your weight your output and the amount of calories you're eating but I do have other topics and or other videos that cover that topic so check them out if you're not sure about how to calculate your calories and different things like that and as always if you're just super confused and having a clue really what to do next steps you can always shoot me a message on instagram at dean.michaeloon and i'm happy to help you there so we're going to get stuck in i'm going to start off with protein now protein is the one macro that whenever i set this for a client it, it doesn't really change fat and carbohydrates can change very easily they're very interchangeable that's what's kind of what's great about them but protein because protein and its effects on keeping you full keeping you satiated its effects on health and most importantly of all its effects on muscle mass and maintaining and gaining muscle mass that is kind of the reason why i just like to set a general range with protein grams and just keep it there for, for most clients obviously there will be cases where you change depending on your, your body weight and, and different things like this but protein you can basically assume that it's going to stay where it is so this imaginary 70 kilogram person is going to be eating 140 grams of protein now how did i calculate this so the range that you can use with this is 1.6 to 2.3 grams per kilogram of body weight is the range and calculation that you can use to calculate your protein now if you are a smaller individual i would recommend going on the higher end of things and if you are a larger individual potentially with a lot of body fat then you can go on the lower end of things because there are other calculations that use your lean mass so that's just your total amount of muscle or total amount of mass that is not related to fat so there's no fat on you just the, the bones the muscles and um, the connective tissue blood etc is your lean mass um, minus the fat and that is what some calculations use but how can you determine your lean mass it's very very difficult to do that unless you have all sorts of different tests that you can take and you have access to a laboratory and all this kind of crack so i just think it's nice and easy to just go 1.6 to 2.3 grams per kilogram and that is your protein grams so this person's eating 140 grams of protein that equals 560 calories because four grams of protein or sorry <laughs> one gram of protein is four calories so that is how you remembered one gram of protein is equal to four calories of energy and the same thing with carbohydrates carbs are one one gram of carbohydrates is equal to four calories worth of energy so next we move on to fat now this is kind of where there's a little bit of you can customize it you can start to customize from here i'm just going to assume that i'm just going to assume sorry that this person loves bagels and pasta and bread and all sorts of carby goodness like that so they 
consequently want to move on the lower end of fat. If you really like carbs or if you really feel like you need a lot of carbs, then that probably means that you should go maybe a little bit lower on fat or it doesn't or you could just completely scrap that and have them both relatively even but again you can't have everything high and we already have protein relatively high so that means that we kind of have to be selective with two of the other macros to be slightly lower so we're going to assume that this person loves carbohydrates they need carbohydrates for their exercise and that means that we're going to go slightly lower with our fat now my recommendation for fat is between 20 and 30 percent of your calories and that is because if you go any lower than that you start to run into real problems because fat is essential we need fat for many different processes in the body and yes you can absolutely go higher than 30 percent but once you kind of go above 40 percent because fat is so calorie dense it's nine calories per gram it really starts to eat into your protein macro or your carb macro and i think for the vast majority of people we do especially if you're a lifter and you are a person that is you know you like to go out and you like to enjoy yourself you do want to have some wiggle room with with carbs there as well so let's just assume this person is really into their carbs and bread and all that kind of shit so with this person, I am setting their fat at 20% of their calories. So 20% of 2000 is 400. And because fat has nine calories per gram, we divide that 400 by nine, which gives us 44 grams of fat. So hopefully you're following along. So far we have 140 grams of protein and 44 grams of fat. And the reason why I've converted these into calories, it will become important now when, whenever we talk about carbs, because we basically just whatever whatever remaining energy we have left from doing the previous two calculations we put the rest into our carbs so since we've already used up 960 calories so 500 from pro protein and or sorry 560 from protein and 400 from fat uh, we we need to subtract that from our total calorie needs this is 2000 so 2000 minus 960 is 1040 and we divide that by four we get 260 grams of carbs so hopefully that makes sense because carbs one or four calories per one gram of carb so that basically if you have 1040 calories we divide that by four which is the energy association with carbs you get 260 grams now, when I'm giving macros to my clients, I generally don't give them hard targets like these. I'll set ranges. So the range can be within five grams of each macro. And unless you're in the very deepest stage of a fat loss phase and your weight loss has slowed down, you need to be more precise, you should be okay. You, if, if you're watching this, there is a good chance that you can have that wiggle room of around five grams, either side, under or over, um, with each of those macros and it will not massively affect your progress. Now there are other calculations that I use for athletes that have, or people that have a very high energy output throughout the day. So an example of this would be six to 10 grams per kilogram of body weight carbs. Now that, if you do the calculations, like figure whatever your body, whatever your body weight is times 10, and then multiply that by four, that's an enormous amount of energy and calories just coming from carbohydrates but that's sometimes what people need so if you are someone that has burnt that's burning a lot of energy you need to bulk up or you're an athlete again that, that uses a lot of energy maybe you're an endurance runner or a cyclist then that is the type of calculation that could be helpful for you but again there's nothing wrong with using that um nothing wrong with using the, the original calculations that we've used here but again it's it's 
going to be dictated mainly by the total amount of calories that you've set for yourself. So you do need to figure out that. And as I've mentioned many, many times before, that is difficult to figure out just by a single calculation. That is something that you actually need to monitor over time and figure out yourself by looking at changes in body weight and you know by just implementing a lot of these nutritional protocols in your life and seeing kind of, okay, right, that's generally how much energy I can eat and maintain body weight, lose body weight or gain body weight. So it, it does take a little bit of trial and error, a little bit of experimentation, but over time you will get there and this puts you right in the ballpark and really right where you need to be but again you can make adjustments and should make adjustments based on changes in energy demands changes in your goals etc etc now before i go i'll also talk about fiber because it is very very important for your digestive health specifically now good recommendations for fiber is about 10 grams per thousand calories consumed so this imaginary person would try and shoot for around 20 grams but could go as low as 17, 15 grams maybe. Um, and I think that's a good ballpark figure to shoot for because it gives you all the benefits of um, fiber, particularly just with your digestive health. It helps you poo and also it is going to help your diet be more filling. So if you are the if you're a person watching this and you need to lose fat, you need your diet to be filling, then you should eat plenty of fibrous foods because it's gonna fill you up. And I think one more thing I'll just mention before I, I sign off is if you don't eat much fiber at all at the moment, if you're only really getting into healthy eating or eating more veg or nuts or, or grains or whole grain foods, beans, that type of thing, don't just go from like very little fiber to like 20 or 30 grams because your digestive system is not used to that. It's not trained for that yet and it will punish you. You will um, have a lot of digestive distress related to that if you just basically shoot your fiber up too quickly. So you might need to gradually bring that in. So start maybe with 10, 15 grams, then go up to your 20 and 30 and so on. Because fiber is generally, we don't consume enough of it. It is, after protein, one of the most important things that I look for with my clients. And it generally, it gives me a good window into how healthy and how overall nutrient dense my clients diets look if they're getting plenty of fiber in that's usually a good sign that overall their diet is fairly nutrient dense because fibrous foods vegetables fruits nuts whole grains all these different types of foods that i've mentioned are typically dense in other nutrients as well so i'm gonna leave it there guys hopefully this has been helpful as i say if you just absolutely despise all this mathematics well, I'm surprised that you got to the end of this podcast, but <laughs> if you really, really hate it, you can go and do, um, go onto Google and, and find um, find other calculations. But I think this is this is this is my thought process that I use with my clients, and this puts us into a really good position to start from. And then, as I say, you can always adjust based on your needs and the changes in your goals and different things like that. So yeah, I'm gonna leave it there, guys. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. If you have any questions, go on my Instagram. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're on podcast, like, follow, share, all that kind of stuff. And if you have any suggestions or if you'd like anything else covered or in more detail, please just let me know, shoot me a message and I'll do my best to help you out there. And yeah, catch you guys in the next one.